Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see only what you see. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is gonna be fun. The windows will be boarded up, and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. Let the danger-tainment begin! You think this is the one that he used to, you know, do his thing? One flash and you could light up a thousand computer screens. You are, like, this close to getting voted off the island. Wait, what just happened? We just lost Bill's camera. There's somebody in the hall. What took you so long? Freaking freak, mother... Welcome to Slash, a horror movie podcast. In season one of Slash, we will be covering every movie in the Halloween film franchise, starting with the original 1978 John Carpenter classic and ending with the 2022 Halloween ends or does it slash is available everywhere podcasts can be found you can follow slash on twitter at slash horror and you can find every episode of slash at fansnotexperts.com forward slash slash enjoy the show and remember it's fun to be scared Sort of. (laughs) And welcome back to Slash, where today I'm here talking about the 2002 Halloween film, Halloween Resurrection. You know, I don't really drink. I, it's not that I don't drink, I just... But I don't drink. Like, I, I, okay, put it this way. This is what I have in my fridge right now. A Sam Summer. Yes, a Sam Summer. Meaning it's been there since last summer. It's February right now. But this movie has driven me 
to open a beer. I don't really like beer. This beer, is, as I said, this beer has been sitting here. There's others down in the basement. But this, this movie, this goddamn movie has driven me to drink beer. Here it goes. Ooh. 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 Those who, who know me well know that I will enjoy a Bud Light Lime. Uh, but, you know, it's not like I am a... Ooh. Maybe that isn't that bad. Maybe I will start drinking. Maybe, maybe Halloween Resurrection is starting me, is starting me on the path of being a better drinker. I don't know. Usually, I'll have a Fresca, or or, or a um, one of my wife's uh, seltzers, or a Fresca. But I, I thought it was, um, I thought it would make more sense for this movie to show that it's it drove me to drink. This movie was terrible. And as you know, this is the first one I've seen uh, that I, this is the first time I've seen it. Every other one I've seen before. In fact, four, five, six, you know, Curse and H2O, I saw all of those in the theater growing up. Uh, you know, couple, first couple with my dad, all of them with my brother. Uh, obviously, one, two, and three, I was way too young. Four and five, I was probably too young to go to too. But this was the first one that I didn't go see. Now it's 2002. So I am, I'm already quote unquote an adult at this point, already married at this point, already at my job at this point. That if you fast forward 21 years later, still married at this, at this point, but she's, she's in the other room. She loves me. Still married. Um, Still at the same job, you know, and, and, and I finally took the plunge to see this movie. I don't know why I didn't see it in 2002, um, but I didn't, and it was probably better that I didn't because I would have almost 21 years of just, like, bad feelings about this movie. And right now, I only have, you know, 21 hours or so because um, I watched it last night, fair warning. It took me forever to get through. It's a 90-minute movie. It was the longest 90-minute movie I've ever seen. Now, I do take some notes. Obviously, I go through my notes when, we, when I talk about the show. So that slowed me down. I think I was complaining a lot. That slowed me down. Um, and... It just, and then I would like pause it and go do something else. Go look on YouTube. Go, what, why is this, what is this actor up to? He was a leprechaun. What's he up to now? Hey, this guy was American Pie and, and, and uh, the Rookie of the Year. What's he up to now? So I, I, I was doing some of that. And um, eventually I finished the movie last night so late that I said to myself, I says, um, I says to myself, myself, yeah, we're not, um, we're not, we're not podcasting tonight which was yesterday. And now we're here talking about this movie. As I said, from 2002, released July 12th, 2002, which is, I guess, um, they want to make it a summer movie. I read that at one point it was almost released in April, but then they pushed it back to July. April for a horror movie feels like the, like the death time for the box office. Um, you know, in, 
in July, at least you can say it's a summer movie. Maybe it'll make some money. And it did. You know, it, it was a $15 million budget. And according to Wikipedia, it made $37.5 million. Far cry from H2O. Uh, and it was also five, four years after H2O. And it still made, you know, much less. Um, star power wise, there are, it's another one of these movies where they bring some, you know, they bring some young people in that you recognize and they bring in some names you recognize. Those names being Tyra Banks and Busta Rhymes, uh, who I'm not like Tyra Banks. They, they have acted like this wasn't their first thing. They were actually in something, they were in higher learning together. Right. So I know Tyra Banks was, you know, doing some acting too early on. Right now she just like hosts stuff and Busta, I don't know what he does. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming he's, he's acted more and he does his, he, he does the rapping more. He does some, some of the rapping. That's my assumption. Um, they weren't good. Well, I shouldn't say Tyra wasn't good. She was almost unnecessary. She was. She had such little to do in this movie uh, that it was almost like it was almost beneath her to do this. And Busta, I felt like um, was almost like, oh, I, I'm going to do this movie, but I have one condition: I need to show my kung fu ability. And uh, they were like, well, that's great because here's the script, and it just so happens that the uh, the Weinstein's. Oh, those guys just bought a bunch of Kung Fu movies. We're going to feature one. You're going to be watching one in the movie. Um, so it's really exciting that you want to do your Kung Fu too. Um, he goes, okay. And, you know, but, but none of that crazy, you know, hi stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then post-production they, they put in, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but my God, uh, David, if you are watching or listening to this for years, you have told me about, about about uh, Busta and his Kung Fu. And now I've finally seen it, my friend. Um, you, as, as bad as you made it sound, I don't think anything could have done, ju- done justice to what I saw. And in, in uh, honoring that, here's another swig of the, of the, like, does it go bad, beer? I don't know. But it, here we go. I always like the first couple sips of a beer and then towards the end, I'm like, why did I drink that? So to kick things off, I love to go through the production section of a Wikipedia page for a movie. I call it Slashopedia and I want to uh, take the time to, it's a really short one actually. It just says the writers of H2O uh, were left with a dilemma when Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to end the series, but Mustafa Akkad had a clause that legally wouldn't allow the writers to kill Michael Myers off. So according to the Blu-ray of that movie, uh, she almost left the project just weeks before filming until Kevin Williamson came up with that whole paramedic storyline that we'll be talking about uh, that I've, I've heard about for years and saw it for the first time last night. She finally agreed to be part of the movie under the conditions that no footage hinted towards a sequel would be presented by the film. So in other words, she did H2O thinking, we got to make it look like that's the last one. And yet she came back for, for this one, uh, which... I don't, I'm not sure why she came back, but again, everything that happens is erased in the timeline anyway, so does it even matter? Uh, it says, Resurrection's first shot of Michael in the paramedic uniform was actually filmed 
during the H2O time, according to the editor. Uh, and unsuccessfully, oh, it says the writer of uh, The Curse unsuccessfully promoted or proposed Halloween 8, The Lord of the Dead, which would have featured Laurie Strode as the main antagonist. Yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. We don't need that. Um, remember when they always talked about um, uh, Tommy Jarvis coming back? He's going to be the new Jason. Wasn't that? Wasn't that something at the time? You know, it would have been cool if it wasn't. It was Corey. But that's for another time, another season. Uh, we'll get there someday. Don't you worry. It says uh, both Whitney Rancic and Dwight H. Little were approached to direct the film, but they turned it down. And I couldn't believe that Rick Rosenthal, the director of Halloween 2, was chosen to direct. And when I think back to Halloween 2, I'm thinking, well, I don't know if that was all that great either. And now he made this. Is he 0 for 2 in Halloween movies? And yet he plays a small role in this movie, and I kind of liked him for the five seconds he was in this movie. Uh, he was the professor in the lecture right at the beginning. Uh, so it says, during the casting period of this film, producers considered bringing Danielle Harris in for the for a role of the film. I don't know how that would have worked, but again, you erased four and five. Imagine having Daniel Harris in a Halloween movie uh, again, playing a different character. Anyway, uh, Bianca, oh, and also uh, there's a scream. I feel like I'm getting ahead of things, but the, the production was so small. There's a scream in this movie that we're going to talk about later, and it had to be dubbed in for post-production because of her inability to scream. So I'm thinking um, that there's going to be a lot of screams, and it says her screams. I don't remember any screams uh, in, any of the, in anything else except for the fact that um, at the beginning, there's one scream that they show with her that then almost shows like she has a scream superpower and they never talk about it again. And I'm getting ahead of myself. This movie is so bad. So bad. Um, yeah, I don't even want to... Oh, and originally they were going to call it Halloween Homecoming, Halloween H2K, or Halloween MichaelMyers.com. And I have to tell you, all of those are better titles. H2K kind of plays on the Y2K thing. Homecoming is because that's kind of what happens in a ridiculous way. And michaelmyers.com, they could have bought the domain. They could have promoted the domain. That would have been, you know, I don't even know if they were smart enough to do that. Uh, but the producers chose the final title of Halloween Resurrection as they wanted one that let audiences know that Michael Myers was alive. Did Resurrection do that? Did he, because re he, he never resurrected. He didn't die. So... Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, 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 goodness. So um, it's funny. Paramount Plus has this listed as Halloween 8 Resurrection. They want everyone to know this is the eighth one, people. I watched it on Paramount Plus. It is still available as far as I know. They didn't delete it last night. They should, but they didn't. Uh, Paramount Plus gives it this, this description. The reality programmers at Dangertainment have selected Rudy, Bill, and a group of thrill-seeking teenagers to spend one fun-filled night in a childhood home of serial killer Michael Myers. But the planned live broadcast turns deadly when their evening of excitement becomes a night of terror as Michael himself decides to crash the party. Just that, that description makes it seem like, oh, Rudy and Bill are the main like antagonists, the main stars of this movie. That is not true. I did not know that Bill's name was Bill until maybe... 30 minutes left in the movie. I just called him Henry Bowen got Rowan Gartner or, uh, the guy from American pie, the rookie of the year. Uh, 
I remembered Rudy's name, but it was really the girls were kind of the main the main antagonists. Uh, it's weird that they give they chose these two guys. Very strange. Uh, again, still Merrimack, still Dimension Films, still most of our card, but the opening credits look like a really really bad Photoshop job, like um, like black text with orange backlit. It, it was it was bad. Everything about this movie, there's like. There are moments in it where I say, oh, that was, I like that. I like that. It, it's not completely devoid of something enjoyable, but um, these credits were shit. And I apologize my language. I'm going to have to bleep myself or edit myself because my notes are filled with, with just swear words galore. Uh, um, so anyway, the credits are bad. Uh, Brad Laurie gets second billing, I believe, and he's the shape. Like, who the hell's Brad, Brad Laurie? He's Michael Myers. You don't give Michael Myers uh, second billing. You don't even give him credit. We got, as I said, we have the is it Thomas Ian Patrick Michael's something? I don't know the guy from American Pie. Uh, we got Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Katie Sackoff. We got Sean Patrick Thomas who gets special appearance by, and I'm thinking he's like one of the stars of the movie, and he's given a special appearance by, and I'm thinking who? What? I look him up. I'm like, oh, I recognize this guy. My wife loved the movie. Um, Save the Last Dance, and who was he? And was he in Ten Things I Hate About You, or something like that? So he was a big deal at the time, but special appearance by, uh, and it says with Tyra Banks, so she gets some uh, some a level of of credit because she's probably, I mean, she's probably the biggest name in the cast. Like people recognize, hey, that's the guy from uh, from. Um, you know, American Pie. And I, I, I copied and pasted, I just realized, the Paramount Plus description, and I'm looking, I got distracted. They spelled Michael Myers wrong. They spelled M-E-Y-E-R-S. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So we at the beginning of the credits, we get the this theme. It's a little different. There's some, like, some strings, and we get some creepy squeaks, and I kind of liked that. Uh, the first 15 minutes of this movie are kind of, like, the movie's only 90 minutes long. And the first 15 minutes are like its own thing. It's almost like a James Bond cold opening. Uh, we're at, it starts with Laurie Strode. We're at a psychiatric hospital. Laurie Strode giving a voiceover talking about, there's a tunnel we go through when we die. We either end up on heaven or hell. And um, then we see that door. And she's in an institution and she's got long hair and she's, you see her just kind of standing there crying. She looks shaken up. She's in the Grace Anderson Sanitarium Psychiatric Care Facility. I am assuming it's in California. I don't know if her son ever visits her. Her son is never mentioned in this movie, never brought up in the 15 minutes that features Laurie Strode. But we do get two nurses talking about Laurie. Uh, one's asking, like, why is Laurie Strode in, why is this patient in lockdown? She's like, you don't know Laurie Strode, the sister of Michael Myers? Michael Myers, the serial killer? No, Michael Myers, the Canadian comedic actor, best known for his films Love Guru and Cat in the Hat. Yes, Michael Myers, the serial killer. Give me a break. Oh, my God. Uh, so she's like, no, no, tell me about her. Tell me about her. Uh, she decapitated a man this nurse says. And then she explains the whole thing. We get this whole flashback where uh, in the last film, you remember Michael fell on the table and he's kind of just lying there. And uh, one paramedic is in by himself. There's a psycho killer, but send one paramedic alone. Totally normal. Totally fine. It, it, it completely safe. 
And he goes there and he's like, oh, hello. And Michael kills him. Boom, gets up, um, chokes him out. And uh, we see the um, uh, the ambulance. Oh my God, I'm already drunk. We see the ambulance leaves. And it's like, um, I like that they show an EMT walking out carrying a knife. Look, we know it's Michael Myers, but he's walking out in the AMT walk, um, carrying a knife. And he's just being completely ignored. He walks into the woods, which was kind of a, it was kind of a cool shot. There's some cool shots in this movie. I'll give you that, but it's so bad. Uh, so uh, Michael swaps place with the EMT. Laurie kidnaps him, but cuts off this dude's head. He's a father of three. So I'm assuming the wife sued the state, right? And the lawyer would be like, um, Yana. Why in the world would they keep the mask on the killer in the first place? In the body bag? And the judge would be like, well, shit, that's dumb, isn't it? I rest my case. Boom. Court adjourned. Uh, so, but they're like, how come the paramedic didn't talk? And uh, she's like, oh, the paramedic's larynx had been crushed. Okay. I always thought maybe Michael Myers put tape on his mouth. That seems stupid. Uh, but he couldn't speak because his larynx was crushed. Laurie hasn't said a word in years. She just stares out the window, and it's probably Jamie Lee Curtis going, how do I escape this movie? I need to get out of here. But um, they they go in. They're like, hello, Laurie. They bring her some medicine. She's like, Meh. you know, her, she's got like a tear, nothing. She's just kind of staring off into space. And then they leave, and she goes into action like, okay, all right. So Jamie, uh, Laurie, so not, not Carrie Tate, not uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but Laurie Strode. She hides all her meds in a, in a Raggedy Ann doll. And she looks out the window, and Michael Myers is there. It, it's like, he's right there. Three years later, uh, just as the nurse was talking about him for the first time, they look outside, and there's Michael Myers right there. And it's like, what? He just, huh? He's here tonight? Like, why now? Why after three years? And the answer is, they never tell you ever at all. So outside, a security guard goes outside. He sees a gates open. They're like, oh God, oh boy. And he's like, oh, I got to go take a, I think he was either going to have a cigarette or take a pee-pee. I don't know. But he turns around and then another, uh, someone grabs him and it's a patient, a patient wearing a, a, a clown mask. He's like, I'm John Wayne Gacy. Uh, but right in the distance, there's Michael Myers right there. So they, this character uh, that we see, you could see he's kind of fascinated with, um, with like, uh, serial killers. Uh, so we now, out of nowhere, we see someone walking in the basement area. Now, we know it's Michael Myers. He's just walking. We, he's on camera, just walking around the basement, walked right into the psychiatric hospital, no problem. Uh, and the guards are like, what? They think it's the guy who wears the Harold. I think his name was Harold, who's wearing the John Wayne, John Wayne Gacy mask. Uh, and they're like, I think it's Harold. Let's go down. And one guy's like, wait, I need a snack. So he stops at a snack machine. The other guy's like, all right, I'll go find Harold. Uh, and then he hears, ah! snack man comes, goes over, and he's like, um, where are you, buddy? There's like a swinging light. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, there's a dryer going. And I'm thinking, this is like the third movie in a row that we have laundry related uh, for, for we, Halloween. Curse of had that dryer. Uh, My Bloody Valentine, not third in a row, thir three out of four. Uh, third had the dryer, and then this one, uh, there's someone in the dryer. He opens it up. 
oh, boom, it's some, it's my buddy's head. Then Michael Myers does that terrible descending from the pole that he did in the last movie. Same trick. They did it again. I hate it. And um, he goes right behind the guy, slits his throat. He dies instantly. No grabbing in his throat, no gurgling, not like, oh, he just goes, slit the throat. He goes, oh, no, I'm dead. He falls down, dead. So we got the first two kills of the movie. Kill count are now at two with both these guards. Now we go up to Harold's room. This guy loves serial killers. He's talking to himself about Ted Bundy. He's reading about Ted Bundy. Michael just walks by. He's like, what the heck is that? And I would say this, this hospital has terrible security, but Michael's already killed two of them. I don't know how many security guards there are. There might be none left. And apparently there's no staff at all. Michael knows the blueprints of this hospital just from looking outside the window. He knows exactly where Laurie's room is. And um, he goes to the room. And this is, this is insane what we see here. It's the shot of like Michael walking towards her window. And it's like, it almost looks animated. It looks so weird. And then we see the window, the black of the window, and it shakes almost like, again, like it's computer animated or, or like literally just like the, the screen shakes. There's nothing shaking. It's definitely done, you know, as an effect after the fact. And then the guy friggin' Kool-Aid mans himself right through the door, like, like, like a monster smashes through the door. Nobody in the hospital knows this. There's not one staff. Everyone went home for the night. Nobody heard the smashing. Nothing. I just hit my microphone. I'm so upset. Uh, and so he goes to the bed and he goes to pull back and Laurie's not in bed. She's been waiting for him. She hits him over the head with a lamp and she runs. Obviously, he runs right after her. And at this point, I'm like, Michael's hair is like crazy. It's complete. It's got so much body in it. It's like fluffy. It, it is amazing. And it's awful all at the same time. So she runs up to the roof because how else are you going to do this? But she made it look like she jumped off. So Michael's like, huh, huh, huh? And then uh, Laurie goes, hello, Michael. She presses a button and somehow she rigged this rope to grab Michael by the ankle. It nailed him perfectly. If he didn't, if he took one step to the left or one step to the right, it wouldn't have worked, but he's like, whoa. And all of a sudden the, the rope pulls him and he's hanging upside down and he's slashing and he drops his knife. And, uh, it's like, when did this get planned? Did Laurie leave her room and set this up? How did this happen? None of it makes sense. It's all stupid. Like this was her plan. She had to make it, it had to be perfect. Luckily it was surprisingly, you know, again, throw out logic for things that need to happen. This needed to happen. So therefore it happened. Uh, so she's like, I knew you'd come. Why, what, what took you so long? And I'm like, I'd like to know. I wish you could talk and tell us, where have you been for three years? What have you been doing? She grabs the knife and she goes over. She goes, you failed, Michael. I'm not afraid of you. But what about you? Are you afraid of me? Are you afraid to die, Michael? So she starts cutting the rope and we hear this loud squeak. And I think it's just added. It, there's no actual squeak there. I think it's just an effect for us, the audience. And Michael stops grabbing his mask. Again, why would he do that? There's no reason for him to do that because he never did that. The guy, the EMT did that. He never saw the EMT do this. He has no memory. He has no knowledge of this. But he grabs the mask just like the EMT. And she's thinking, oh no, what if this is a, uh, an innocent man? What if this isn't Michael? She's like, I, I need to see and I'm thinking, look, 
If this isn't Michael Myers, this man Hulk smashed into your room. He chased you to the roof with a knife. It's okay. He deserves it. You know, just just cut him cut him loose and then say, oops, I screwed up. Put me back in the penitentiary. Or, yep, it was Michael Myers. I win. Instead, she goes to check on him. She goes to take off the mask. And she's like, I have to be sure. And, of course, he's like, boom, 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 grabs her. Um, and the rope she was cutting uh, snaps. And they both go over the ledge, but somehow they're holding on to her. And then he takes a knife. He stabs her right in the back. She's struggling, but she's like, oh, oh, oh. and then she goes up. I need to drink. It is at this point that Laurie Strode leans in and kisses Michael Myers on the mouth of his mask. Um, I can't believe what I just saw. She kisses him. And then she says, I'll see you in hell. And she Hans Gruber's back. Oh, the fall was actually not a bad effect. Uh, for 2002 even. I thought it looked fine. She falls to the ground, and Laurie Strode is dead. R.I.P. Laurie Strode. You died in a car accident. You faked your death in a car accident. But this time, you're, you're really, really gone. I saw it with my own two eyes. Really dead for at least the next 16 years. So the kill count is now at three. Michael is done. You feel like... Here's the thing. He killed... For, for years, it was get rid of the Strodes, get rid of the girl, get the baby. You're in this, you're in this freaking weird club, this, this thorn club. Get Lori. All of it happened. Like, Michael should be like, ah, I can rest now. And then he just kind of takes off his mask and retires. You know, no one knows exactly what it looks like because they never take his mask off. So he can go live a stress-free life. But he's not done. He's never done. I'm convinced that he'll never be done. I don't care what the name of the last movie was. I'm convinced it will never be over. Uh, so he's still in the hospital. He walks downstairs and he walks into the patient who loves Michael Myers, who loves serial killers, I should say. Well, he loves Michael Myers too. Uh, and he stands over, he looks at the guy and he gives him the knife. He gives him the knife like he was throwing him a jersey uh, throwing his jersey to the fan after he won the big game. Like, it was the most bizarre, weirdest thing ever. And, he, and the guy's like, oh, Michael Myers, born October 19th, 1957. By the way, um, my, I have a, you know, a friend I've been with, friends with for 40 years. His birthday is also October 19th. I can't wait to tell him that his birthday is the same day as Michael Myers. Um, and, and he knew all the stats. He talked about Halloween and Halloween too. Uh, and they just, he ignored all the rest. No one knows where he's been. I know where he's been. He's been chasing his niece. He's been riding the rapids. He's been, um, he joined a club. He got a nice tattoo. He broke out of jail. I mean, he's, 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 he's done a lot. It's just you don't want to think about it. But I had to think about it. I had to watch it. I lived it. And so did Michael. So Michael just walks away. He walks right out of the hospital not one person in the staff heard a man smash through the door, saw him chase a patient to the roof. She, she you know, killed her. She fell off. Nobody. We don't see any of that. It's never brought up. It's never mentioned. It is over. That they just like, they did this. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, fine, I'm never doing a Halloween movie again, which again, 
That didn't happen. Boom, that's gone. And now we've moved on. We've cut over to the actual movie. And we cut over to Haddonfield University. Is Haddonfield like Springfield? It's just so big that now they have a university. Uh, and there's a lecture going on. And that the guy giving the lecture is Rick Rosenthal, the director of the movie. He's talking about the human psyche. Uh, and ins- inside all, all of us, there, ducks, there, there uh, lurks a dark, malevolent figure, a, a boogeyman, some might say. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. So we focus in on this, uh, this one girl who everyone in the class looks bored except for this one girl, Sarah, who actually um, pays attention. She mentions the shadow, uh, which, which Carl Jung spoke about. So they tried to bring some, some uh, smart, you know, psych, psychological, psychology. That's the word. Gosh darn it. The half of this half of an old Sam Summer is really doing a number on me, but I need it. I need it. I need it to take the edge off of this movie. Uh, So this girl, we see her driving this really cool scooter on campus, and her friend chases her down, and um, it's her friend Jen, I believe. I wrote that down. And I'm thinking to myself, she's the biggest star to come out of this, isn't Isn't she? Next to Jamie Lee Curtis, that doesn't count. She's she's a friggin' Mandalorian right now. So she's a a big deal. Katie Sackhoff. And they go to find their buddy Rudy, who's working in the kitchen. And that's, um, that's uh, the guy from Save the Last Dance. And when I say he's working in the kitchen, this guy loves food. Like everything he does, it revolves around food in this movie. No matter how dumb it is, it still revolves around food. Uh, and she's like, we're in. They picked all three of us. And we're like, what are we talking about here? And Sarah's like, I don't know if I want to go. Uh, but Rudy's like, we're going to be bigger than the Osbournes. That's not dated at all. Right? Is the Osborne still on? You probably have their own, you know, Tubi channel where it plays it 24 hours a day. Uh, they, we see that they get an email from Dangertainment. But oh my God, even the email address is annoy. It annoys me. Like I work in web and I work in higher ed. So I know that universities don't start, stop, um, don't have a, a URL that's .org. The web address is not dot, .org. It's always .edu. So it's the address in this email says haddenu.org. It should just be haddenfield.edu. Just make it up, okay? But And again, is it important? Not at all. It's on screen for two seconds, but me being a big nerd, I was just like, what? That is preposterous. It says, congratulations. You've been cast as a member of the Dangertainment team. You are one of the chosen few that will explore the deep, dark recesses of the human psyche. And Sarah's like, are you sure they're not just going to put us in a house with a bunch of cameras, you know, in the shower? Uh, and Jen, that's, that is Katie Sackhoff. She's like, we're going to be like investigative reporters at a crime scene. And you get a scholarship. And thousands of people are going to see your face. So she's excited. Um, I, don't, I don't remember the scholarship ever being mentioned again. I don't remember how much it is. Uh, and they don't even tell you exactly what they're doing at this point. So we know that they're going into the Michael Myers house, um, <clears throat> but they don't mention it yet. And by the way, I have to mention, I love the old Apple laptop that Sarah is using. It's an old iBook clamshell. And I wanted one of those com- computers so badly that I used to go on eBay and look for them. Uh, and I remember once, tell this, it's embarrassing. Um, I put a bid on one. And I couldn't believe it. I got it for like $75. I think it was already a few years old at this point. It was, it was used. 
I thought, wow, $75 for a laptop? This is amazing. And I was like, come here. And I showed my, my buddy uh, at work. Um, he, he, Brian, came over my shoulder and he looks at the screen and he's like, you just bought a box. And I looked at the screen again and I said, oh my God. It says Apple iBook box. I bought the box that the computer would come in for $75. Now I'm a man of my word. I, I, there was no fishiness except there was kind of, but there was no, there was deliberate fishiness without it being fishy. The title said that it all said that I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I thought I was buying a computer. It was my fault. I messaged the guy. I said, I'm going to send you the money because I said I would buy this. It deals a deal. I don't want the box. Keep the box. Throw the box away. And that, I never want to talk about this again. That is my bad eBay. I've had a couple bad eBay computer experiences. A couple good ones too. Um, so anyway, um, we see uh, this weird geek comes, comes into the room. He's like, don't do it. That's the house where it all started. And he goes on to like talk about murders and all these things. And he's like grabbing their panties. They're just hanging by the door. And he says, one day he picked up a knife and he never put it down again. And I'm thinking, oh, this is very weird. Who is this weird looking dude? And he starts making these weird noises. And I'm thinking, oh, he's one of their friends playing a joke on them. Nope. He's never seen again. He's never referenced or mentioned again. And Jen kicks him out and he's like, that guy is effing weird. I'm like, what was that? Why Was he just trying, like, what was that? And what, what's with the panties hanging right there, right by the door? Uh, and she's like, oh, don't pay any attention to him. He's just trying to scare us. So Sarah's like, I need to send another email to someone named Deckard, which is obviously a reference to Blade Runner. We cut over to a dorm room. I think it's a dorm room. Uh, and, or is it a high school? I don't know if this is a high school kid or a college kid. I never quite figure it out. I think he talked about being a freshman. He looked too old to be a freshman in high school. So I'm going to say he's a freshman in college. Uh, and we find out there's this guy, Miles, who uses the name uh, Deckard. And he's a recognizable kid. Uh, Ryan Berriman, he was in, he was like luckily Irish. Um, was he on Lost? I don't remember. He's been in a bunch of different things. Um, you, you just recognize his face. I had to write down his name, but, um, there she, he gives, they met on a chat room and he gives Sarah all kinds of tech support. So they've never met face to face, but they chat a lot. And I'm thinking, well, that's going to mean something that's going to come back later. Um, so I'm thinking, is he going to be us? Is he going to be the audience watching, you know, the online, uh, the online show? that's going to be taking place in the Michael Myers house. And is he going to maybe try to communicate her with her or with them on the inside? I asked that question and without spoiling a, a 21 year old movie, I nailed it. I nailed both of them. I got both of them right. So now we see Sarah driving her scooter to a motel. She goes inside and there are her friends. And there we see Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks who work for danger tainment. They bring them all to this motel, and that's kind of where they're, they're meeting up. I'm not sure why they're in a motel. Um, I'm guessing because they could afford it. The, the actual producers, not the, not the Dangertainment producers. Well, maybe maybe the Dangertainment, because they might be a small-time crew of, of, you know, I think there were only three people we ever saw on the crew. Uh, 
maybe maybe one more. No, I think there was Tyra, Busta, and one cameraman. That's all we ever saw. Um, and so anyway, they bring them all to this uh, motel, and they take they. Buster starts to tell him, you know, six of you have been chosen to spend the night live in the childhood house of Michael Myers. And then they interview each one of them to kind of uh, ask them what they're going to be, what they expect to get out of it. So we see um, one guy is kind of being creepy and poetic, talking about Michael. Uh, Rudy, he's talking about food, I think, again. Um, but when they get to Sarah... You know, Tyra Banks asks her, you know, uh, why, why do people turn to murder? <clears throat> she starts to answer, and there's a photographer there. We never see him again. He knocks over a light. The light crashes, makes a loud boom. This girl screams. She does this loud scream, and behind a couple guys, a glass shatters. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Is this, like, we are... <clears throat> 20 minutes into this movie, like really five minutes into these people. And we're already like, just dumb. Like nobody thought, oh, that's great. You know, like, or I should say they all thought that's great. Nobody thought it's kind of dumb. Why would we do that? But like, it's, it, it, it crashes. The, the, the glass smashes and um, shatters. And someone, Rudy's like, damn, that girl can sing. And Buster Rhymes says this big smile on his face, like, Oh, yes, baby, that's going to be great. Now, you think, okay, her screams are really going to be resonated and used a lot, and they, they should promote them. You get these screams that could shatter glass. And maybe <clears throat> towards the end of the movie, she's going to scream so much that she'll break out a glass that she can escape from because she's done it before. No, no, no. Never mentioned, never referenced, never brought up. Her screams aren't even that in interesting or uh, important. I don't even remember her screaming any other time in this movie. So it's just done for that moment. And I'm just thinking this is dumb. Now we cut to Busta Rhymes in his, his motel room and, uh, he's watching Kung Fu movies and I'm thinking, okay, I wrote down, I believe that's foreshadowing based on my buddy's Dave favorite thing to make fun of in this movie. That's what I wrote down. We all know it is. Uh, and Sarah shows up at his door. Now I wrote down cause I was looking at the trivia was there a doorbell in that? I didn't even want to go back and look. But in a motel room, a doorbell? So she, he, she shows up at his door and uh, she's, you know, she wants to drop out. She's freaked out by the whole thing. She can't sleep. She's like, I'm not like the others. He's like, yeah, they know you're not like the others. You're the real deal. That's what the internet audience really wants. Like, no, they don't. They want porn. Haven't you been on the internet? Or they want awesome videos about terrible movies. Right? Uh, but she's like, I don't want to be famous. He's like, huh? What? He's like, being famous is the American dream. The fact that she doesn't want to be famous does not compute with Buster Rhymes. He tells her, listen, um, I got to go watch some Chun-Li. So why don't you go to sleep and think about it, okay? Um, just just take a night, think about it, and we'll, 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 we'll figure it out in the morning. Well, guess what? It's never brought up again. It's never thought up again. She never talks. She never brings up doubt. She never, um, uh, ever, she doesn't do anything else. Uh, as far as like, I don't want to do this. She's already in because the next day she's in town, uh, and she's, um, it looks like they're in Haddonfield, but it also looks like they're in California from the last movie. 
uh, and we see, I see this truck go by full with pumpkins and it's covered. And I'm thinking, oh my God, is Michael in there? Nope. It's just a truck going by with pumpkins. And the girls, I think it's the three girls that are in, going to be on the show. They're getting Sarah some new clothes, something a little more revealing. Now she looks in the mirror and, uh, she thinks she sees Michael and she freaks. And I'm thinking to myself now, wait, did she scream? Did the mirror go shatter? I don't think it did. So again, why did it shatter? It would have been cool if it did, or not cool, but it would have made sense in this, in this world. I don't even remember if it did. And again, I don't want to go back and look at it. Uh, but she looks in the mirror and she's like, ah, and she thinks she sees Michael. I'm thinking, how would she even know what Michael looks like? Like, we know what Michael looks like because of... We're, we're watching the movies, but in reality, how would you know, except for the mask, they'd say, look for this mask, but how would you picture it like, like it was dirty? He actually looked pretty good in that shot, um, but it's like, it didn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Like she looks up again and it's just a mom and her kid. And um, someone's like, did you see the boogeyman? Ha ha ha. Again. The Boogeyman was a cool reference in the first one. Why would they keep doing that? Uh, and why all of a sudden is she having visions? And I'm thinking, could it be dumbness? Could this movie have a bit of dumbness in it? I think it does, uh, because I don't think we get any other visions. Uh, so we cut over to two young guys, and um, it's the two young guys uh, that were looking at the computer before. Decker, which is Miles. I can't believe I remember that. And his friend, I don't know what his name is and who cares. And he's like, look, I'm not going to the Halloween party tonight. I promised Sarah I'd watch her on Dangertainment. And the guy's pissed. He's like, come on. We were invited to this party and, um, you know, we were, we're freshmen and we're being invited to this party. He's like, yeah, you were invited to this party because, you know, you don't, your sister invited you because you, you're not going to tell on her or whatever. He's like, who cares? Come on. And he's like, okay, fine. So he changes his mind and uh, they, I guess, decide to go to the party. Um, so anyway, uh, we cut over to Sarah. Like I'm, I'm looking at my notes and I'm also doing my best not to edit this because I took way, way too many notes. And I, it's like, this movie doesn't deserve the edits or the perfect, uh, it doesn't deserve this many notes, but I'm just taking them all. So, um, we cut over to Kara, Sarah, uh, sending Decker a, um, a message hoping he's watching tonight and she's on, it's an HP, but it's basically a Palm pilot. And I had one of those and it was like, picture your cell phone nowadays, but a thousand percent less convenient and helpful. Uh, those, but I want, they were so cool at the time. Not as cool as like an Apple Newton that I really wanted. So, uh, anyway, um, there, she's typing to this and meanwhile the one of the guys behind them looks like he's stuffing something in his pants it looked weird that he's doing something and sarah and jen they don't notice it at all i'm thinking okay this is going to come into play later it does not not at all in fact i think they were trying on cameras and getting ready with cameras i guess i don't know uh so bust is there and he's giving them i and i think his name is freddie i do remember his name is freddie but I'm, I, I wrote down Busta in 95% of my notes. So he says, okay, there's going to be cameras in the house. And each one of them is going to have a tiny camera on them that shows their point of view. Because viewers can control what they want. They can switch from camera to camera. Now, 
no viewer, viewers are watching murders and nobody does anything about it. Well, except Deckard, Miles tries to. There's just, I don't know. There's just so much that this movie, they just throw out logic and just let things happen. And then I'm thinking to myself, is it that hard to write a movie? To make a movie? Like, is it, 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 it can't be that hard if this is what gets made. Uh, and to make a good movie, I'm sure it's hard. But anyway, um, it, it, I, I wrote down the idea kind of feels like something you'd see at the internet, uh, you know, on the internet at that time. Like the quality would be garbage. Uh, they had big, beautiful videos in 2002. And I'm thinking, this is three years before YouTube. There wasn't HD. Uh, so I don't know how good this video quality would be. I guess it really wasn't great, but they blew it up on this guy's monitor later in the movie. And I was like, that's that's a little too, like, I almost feel like you'd be like, what's going on? I can't tell one from the other. You know, it's, it's, it's so uh, pixelated. So um, he tells them, you know, if you want to be watched, do something interesting. So he's already kind of coaxing them. Hey, you want to, you want to, you know, figure something out. So we see outside the Myers house, uh, we see them setting up some generators and the house looks abandoned. It looks kind of like it did at the end of Halloween five when they used Jamie as bait. Uh, but remember in Halloween six, it had the Strober family living with it and now it's abandoned again. I know those movies don't exist, but damn it, they do. They do exist. They happened, you know, just like in lost everything that happened, happened. Um, so anyway, uh, um, there's a cameraman setting up uh, a camera alone and Tara is giving him some direction. Then she goes off to do a little dance and make some coffee. And while she's not looking, Michael Myers is there in the house. He just seemingly walks in the house in the middle of the day, grabs the camera. The cameraman doesn't say a word. He just backs up. He, Michael picks up the tripod and I'm looking at my tripod right now and there's like rubber on the bottom. And I'm, I, maybe these fancy tripods have jagged knives on the bottom. So Michael picks up walks up to the guy and says, hi, my name is Michael Myers. You're in my house. Slides this thing right into this guy's neck. Um, and it's very sloppy editing, I thought. Uh, but of course, Tyra's over there dancing, making her espresso, having a great time, misses it all. And this dude is dead. Kill count is now at four. So I wrote down, things just happen in bad movies. Things are just happening here. Like they're just... Okay, the guy shows up, Michael Myers is here, middle of the day, in the house, boom, kills him. He's been gone for three years, but now he kills Lori, uh, I assume in California, and now he's back in Illinois, no problem. Except they do kind of explain it. Because uh, Tyra's talking about, there was a red firebird parked outside, but I got it towed away. And I didn't think anything of it until the cast and the crew, the cast and the crew of Dangertainment uh, show up and we see the car getting driven away by a tow truck. And I think that's where it's like, oh, that's Michael's car. He must have stolen it or killed somebody or whatever. We don't know how he got it. We don't know where it came from, but um, that must be his car. And Sarah looks at it suspiciously. Now, I don't know why she would do that. Hmm. Why is that car being towed away? Interesting. But that's how dumb movies work. Meanwhile, Henry Roengartner's there talking to Busta about product placement and advertising. And it's like, Busta's like, whoa, interesting. It's like he's never heard it before. You realize this whole entire thing has been hastily planned. I, that's how it seems. There's actually press there to cover it. Uh, and they're, they're asking questions, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. And inside the house, you see Michael look out. He's like, <sighs> I can't breathe on this thing. 
Um, but he's already in the house because um, he needs to be in the house. Now, they explain something later. Again, I hate the explanation. Uh, and like, I guess he got there with a the firebird. Again, I wrote down, uh, give me one shot of somebody in California, one shot of him killing, one shot of him driving the firebird, nothing, nothing. It's just, everything just kind of, it happened because it needed to happen. You didn't see it happen, but trust me, it happened. Uh, so Buster tells the people, everything, absolutely everything you see is real. They put on the cameras and um, he says, one thing is for sure, no one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. Uh, Buster Rhymes, that's called false imprisonment, okay? Uh, he says the, ca- the cameras are watching in case everyone tries to sneak out. I'm sorry, but after what happens in this movie, Dangertainment not only is out of business, but they are liable for multiple lawsuits. Any, any sponsors or, or any backers of Dangertainment, multiple lawsuits. Now, mind you, I think Dangertainment is a two-person, three-person um, uh, team. And at the end of this movie, bust the, 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 let's, just, let's just say that the lawsuits are going to be um, all falling on one karate-kicking mofo. So uh, it would have been nice if they said... Um, you know, uh, if they do leave, they forfeit any payment or they're in breach of contract. But I'm like, I don't even know if they're getting paid. Now, remember they said, Jen said at the beginning, you're going to get a scholarship. Let's never, ever mention again. So they could have said, you know, um, if they do leave, they, they forfeit their scholarship. That's, that would have been great. That would have at least given them something. Um, but again, they would want to leave. And the fact that they literally can't leave is like against the law. Okay. It's against the law. Uh, so Buster blows an air horn and they all go inside. The show is officially on in broad daylight. It's still daylight. We're at the 32 minute mark. And I would say that's close enough to call this the half hour mark. And we're at the plot point one. You know, I've talked about this in a lot of our movies, these 90 minute movies, you feel like they're in 30 minute blocks. You get to 30 minutes, plot point one, an hour, plot point two. Now it's not perfect. It's not, um, you know, perfectly 30 minutes, but it's close enough. And I guess you can almost say this is the 15 minute mark for the story because the first 15 minutes was just Laurie Strode, you know, the adventures of Laurie Strode and her, her final, you know, um, stupid plan that didn't work. So they're in the house and they talk about how the house has been boarded up since the murders. The family just left, left everything. Uh, and I guess like, that's what we are, looking at now, like that's how we're being told it is. Uh, and Jen makes a joke about being voted off the island. Oh, ho, ho, that's a very timely reference. It feels dated, but I have to tell you, 2020, 2002 Mike loved Survivor. 2023 Mike loves Survivor. I do. I can't wait. It comes back in a couple of weeks. Mwah. I love it so, so very much. So um, Rudy... I wrote down, Rudy loves cook- cooking. He's in the kitchen in Haddonfield. He talked about it in the feud interview. And the first thing he wants to do is check out the Michael, the Myers kitchen. So he goes with Sarah in the other room. He's like, you want to try something delicious? Have you ever tasted 40-year-old fennel? He grabs this, this, this um, fennel and he says, hmm, that's strange. It smells fresh. My first thought was, are they suggesting that Michael Myers went shopping and cooks with fennel? We see a drawer full of knives. We see a baby seat with this weird like chain with a key attached to it. 
And um, I'm thinking, you know, are they saying there's like some weird stuff going on here or did Busta and Tyra plant all this stuff? Huh? Huh? Now you've seen the movie. So you see that I'm at this point, I am, I am, I am, I am too good for this movie. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I am better than this movie. We are all better than this movie. And by the way, Michael's standing right there, right in the kitchen with a bloody knife. Where did he get the bloody knife? He killed the cameraman with a, with a tripod. Maybe, maybe he stabbed the guy with the, uh, he found a knife and he stabbed a guy with a firebird that we never saw. Uh, remember the other knife he had in California, he left it with the fanboy. It's like, here, this is for you. And it's just like, just, he's got a knife with blood on the end. Where? Why? How? Give me a clean knife. I don't know. We cut over to the party and I'm thinking, oh yeah, the party. These two guys that I guess we're caring about why. And guess what? We're not caring about them. What we're doing is we're seeing, we're, we're kind of setting up the people watching the internet. It's not like, like, you know, in Halloween three, where we saw people all over the world, all over the country, even though there's time zones, uh, getting ready for silver shamrock in this, we only see one people like they should have showed a few, a bunch of people doing it. Nowadays, they would have had people looking at their phone on their tablet on their TV. You didn't have that then. Now, maybe because it was, it was so less prevalent to be streaming something, uh, that you wouldn't, it wouldn't be as many people doing it because generally said thousands of people watching. Um, Meanwhile, you get YouTube videos on here. They get millions and billions. Uh, but the um, the fact that they only show this group is the only group watching it. Anyway, uh, and they're they're the two guys there in uh, Pulp Fiction. They're dressed as Jules and uh, and Vincent. And I'm thinking, is it racist? The guy has a hair pick in his hair because I don't remember Jules ever um, having a hair pick. And then he says, "Hey, Miles." Do you think they know our costumes are from Pulp Fiction? And I thought, oh my God. You had to do that. Like you you just let it be. If the people don't know what your costumes are, they don't know. The, the, the audience. Because we ain't saying the people. He means us, the audience at home. Not the people at the party. Um, but if you didn't know in 2002 about the, was it, 90, 1994 movie? Again, kind of an odd choice eight years later. But is a Merrimax movie. And the Weinsies are probably like, here, put these costumes on. Um, and here, and I'm not going to say anything else about that, but you, you, you know what I was thinking. Um, so they have to say though, well, these are Pulp Fiction costumes from the movie Pulp Fiction. And they look in the camera almost, but it's, it's dumb. I hate when those kind of things are, um, are done. Uh, so anyway, Mike, um, mile, Mike, there's a Michael, but Mike miles sneaks away to some office, uh, and there's a computer there with a with a pretty nice flat screen. Like 2023 me is jealous of this flat screen from 21 years ago. And he, he starts to surf the information superhighway over to the Dangertainment cyber page, cyberspace webpage. Damn it, I didn't get it out. I don't care. Um, to see, he wants to see what's going on. And um, I'm thinking, is everyone at the party going to watch these people die? Again, foreshadowing. I don't... I kind of remember in a commercial seeing a bunch of people watching it and we do see that in this so outside the Myers house we see these kids run up and they talk about the boogeyman and they put a jack-o'-lantern on the front steps and they run away and I don't know why that happened it didn't seem to make any sense 
seemed very quiet outside for them being a live stream inside. You think there'd be some crew, someone outside, anything like, um, you know, insurance, something they like, a, like an EMT, something to make it a little more logical. And we need someone on set, you know, first aid, anything. It's so dumb. We see them lighting candles and Michael's just kind of walks right up behind him, but he doesn't, he waits, he waits. And Miles is watching it all. He's watching it all, hanging out. Uh, and then we see Jen and Bill. I wrote down Starbuck and Henry, Henry Rowan Gardner. Jen and Bill go upstairs. They're looking around. And um, he talks about, like, this is right here where Judith was killed, I think. This is Judith's room. And he thinks, you know, uh, this is she was right here, all young and naked. He's like, mm, he's trying to get Starbuck to take off her shirt. He's like, you could launch a career. So she starts to take off her clothes. And he like lifts up her shirt, and this guy he's getting all horned up. He's like, uh huh, uh huh. Now, meanwhile, everyone watching this at home can see this is too. And then Michael peers around the corner. He's like, oh, you can see him getting a little all horned up too, as far as you know he can. Uh, so she pulls up her shirt, shows a bra, then she laughs, puts it back down. She's like, you know, ha ha ha. I'm not gonna do that. Michael walks walks off, and Miles notices, hey, someone else is there. He says this to himself. Someone else is in the house. But the camera gets knocked offline. Uh, Tyra notices, I think her name's Nora, and she's like, the camera got knocked offline. I don't know. I think maybe it was Jen's. I don't know. Um, but at the party, while Miles was watching, two people come in. Two, uh, they wanted to get all kissy-kissy, and they freak out when they see Miles there. He's like, uh, the, we're watching a, you know, a live stream in the Michael Myers house. Want to watch? And the guy's like, no. And the girl goes, yes. He's like, okay, yes. So they start watching, and it just keeps piling on and piling on. Uh, we see the the two other people in this, the, the poetic guy and the redhead, Jim and Donna. I hate myself for knowing their names. Um, I wrote redhead girl and leather jacket guy. Uh, they're there too. And they're talking, and she's trying to psychoanalyze Michael, and I think he just wants to get in her pantaloons. That's the way it seemed to me. Uh, it's just a lot just happening. Upstairs, Michael's roaming around the house. Every time he's roaming, he's holding the knife up. So he'd like stab at you. Instead of holding it, the blade down, he's holding the blade up, almost like it's a candle lit, which I guess is supposed to maybe gives us cast a better silhouette uh, for the movie, but it's stupid. Um, so he's walking around and, um, downstairs, Rudy won't shut up about food. Then all of a sudden they hear a scream. Ah, they run upstairs. Jen's like, ha 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 ha. Um, she played a, a trick on them. It was all a joke. Uh, oh, Rudy, the first they look for, and Bill's like, I don't know. I turned my back for one second. Rudy goes into the room. He's like, I don't know. No one's in here. Flashes his light. Michael's right there, but he turns, he turns his head. Like Michael would have been caught 30 years ago, people just didn't turn their head, you know, at the right moment when he was there. Uh, so um, I'm thinking Jen's dead. That's what's going on here. That's why her camera's offline. Uh, but I guess she turned it back on. She's playing a prank on them. Uh, and they both scream and she, she scares them. Again, nothing with breaking glass again. Just that was completely dropped. It never came up again. It made no sense. And the use of her scream, the talking about her scream, the importance of, she has a scream made for, for, you know, for film was never brought up. So now, um, back at the party, there's a bunch of people watching the live screen. They scream too. Huh? And I said, okay, 
uh, all of them, all of them watching, I kind of like, I liked them going, don't go in there, get back. Like they're, they're watching a scary movie cheering about or talking about it. I enjoyed that little part of this. So we get a quick cut of uh, Busta and Tyra pouring themselves wine and ca- congratulating themselves for, I guess, whatever it is they think they've done. They haven't really done anything. It's been like, you know, a few hours. And um, I still don't know how they're making money. There seems to be no price to watch. There seems to be no ads. Um, I'm thinking they might want to return that wine. Later, Busta brings up something. He brings it up to try to fill a void that makes no sense. And it makes no sense. I don't get there. Um, So anyway, we go back to Bill, the rookie of the year. He looks into a mirror and he goes, I'm going to get her back for this, for scaring us. I'm going to get her back for that. Watch me. That exact moment, Michael Myers smashes through that mirror and grabs Bill and starts stabbing him and stabbing him. And meanwhile, Bill's camera is on. So the thousands of people watching are seeing this murder. And Tyra and Buster are downstairs and they just have their head turned and they're enjoying their wine and they're excited and they're having fun. Like, yippee. They don't turn their head and see in the monitor that Bill gets a knife stabbed right through the top of his head. But more importantly, how did Michael smash through this mirror? Now, we saw him smash through a door already in Laurie Strode's uh, um, hospital room. So technically he has superhuman powers. But was, was this right through a wall? How did he know Bill was out there? Did he hear him? Maybe he heard them. Um, because unless it was a two-way mirror and this is like a creepy house, I don't know. It, it, it would have been interesting if they found a two-way mirror. That would have made sense later with some of the reveals when you realize what was being done in the house. But um, yeah, I don't know. And I also, I, I don't think I care. But we're now at the kill count of five. It's actually the first kill since the cameraman. And the cameraman was the first kill because there were three in the beginning. Then we waited a while, then the cameraman, and now uh, young Bill is young dead. And yet, all his screams, never mind the people watching at home, all the other people in the house, they're 15 feet from him. Nothing. They don't notice him dead. They don't notice him. Nothing. He's just dead. So uh, we see Jen, Rudy, and Sarah. They're hanging out, and Sarah goes snooping in a room, uh, and Michael's just doing his thing, walking around the halls, pointing his knife up, as I said, for some reason. Sarah opens a door and sees a mannequin with a Michael Myers mask on it or, or a face that's kind of like Michael Myers. I'm like, what the hell is this? She's like, ah, oh, what is that? And I'm like, what the hell is that? Was that like in the, the Myers house? That's very dumb. Later on, it makes a little sense. It's still stupid, but okay, it's part of something. I'll just say it now. There's all kinds of stuff in this house that look interesting because um, Tyra Banks and uh, Buster Rhymes set this up. They added all these things to make, to make, add a little story to, uh, you know, what otherwise would have been a boring house, boring night in the house. So um, the party's still going on. This guy comes in. I don't know why this happened. The guy comes in and goes, hey, is this that Michael Myers thing? Yeah. All right, cool. And that's it. I was just like, what? Okay, well, I guess we needed that. So we cut over to, I say, the smart girl and the artsy guy. That is um, Jim and Donna. And I thought they were in the attic, um, but they weren't this whole time. They're in the basement. I, and I wrote they're down. They're giving, they're kind of giving a will they, won't they, who gives a shit anyway vibe. Uh, and they're about to kiss. But then the guy's like, wait, wait, wait. Because they find this, this door with a hole, like a key slot in it. Uh, and he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he... Um, 
he runs downstairs. Now, we don't see this yet. Uh, but Rudy finds, we go back to Rudy, finds a coloring book with all these like erratic scribbles in the coloring book. And um, she's, he's like, something isn't right. She's like, yeah, well, uh, you know, um, he, Michael Myers, you know, he was crazy. He goes, no, no, no. All this stuff, something doesn't seem right about this. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe Michael Myers didn't purchase the fennel. Um, but then they're like, hey, where's Bill? Huh? And uh, my, I wrote down, my first thought is, who the hell is Bill? Oh, wait, wait, that's the American Pie Rookie of the Year guy. Okay, okay. So Jim goes down and gets the, the key that was hanging off the baby seat, the creepy baby seat for some reason, uh, brings it upstairs, and um, it opens this, this like door in the floor of the basement, and it opens to like another, like a ladder going down to a sub-basement. I'm thinking, what the hell is this? Uh, back at the, at the party, Miles, Decker, he's like, they're looking for clues. But um, yeah, like you idiots, none of them saw Bill get murdered on camera. Like they're all watching the TV. Did they just happen to not be watching Bill as Bill got murdered? It makes no sense. So Jim and the head in the redhead girl climb down. Jim and Donna climb down into this bunker. And um, I'm thinking, what is this? There's chains, there's harnesses. They're thinking, is this some sort of dungeon? Was Michael kept down here? And uh, now she takes her camera off. Apparently you can do that. That's against. That's not against the rules. And um, then she also takes her shirt off. Okay, and they start getting all kissy, kissy, touchy, touchy. And then the wall starts shaking for some reason and falls on them. Now, I got, I got a drink because this is stupid. Ooh, I should take a drink every time something's stupid. I would probably die of alcohol poisoning. Um, so a wall start falls on them, and all these skeletons spill out. Like I'm like, what the hell am I watching? All these skeletons. And then Tyra and Buster, we see them in, in the control room, which I think is a shed, and they high-five, and they're like, it worked. And you realize they, bun- they bought a bunch of fake stuff to set up in the house. But then I'm thinking, wait. They also built an entire bunker slash dungeon in this house. The girl's like, I think it's a mass grave. But then the guy picks up the arm. He's like, what the hell? This is made in Taiwan. What the hell is this? So um, we see Michael walking into the house. And I'm thinking, something looks off to me. His mask looks a little different. And, um, you know, it's... It happened in previous movies, though. The mask has looked different in previous movies. Like, from scene to scene, it's changed hair color. It's changed faces. Like it's, So it's, it, I don't put it past that, but something felt weird. And um, I'm thinking, could this be a prank set up by the producers? And then, lo and behold, we see Michael Myers right behind him. Uh, another Michael Myers, the actual Michael Myers, the real Michael Myers. And I'm thinking to myself, wait... Tyra and Busta don't see this, but then I see that it is Busta in the mask. And he's yelling at Michael. He thinks he's the cameraman, Charlie. Well, Charlie's dead. He's like, you need to, um, he even knocks him on the head. He's like, what, what are you, what, what are you, what are you thinking? You're going to go back to the garage, go back to Nora. Okay. Which is Tyra. I wrote, uh, he tells him to get out of here. Michael's like, okay. And he leaves. What? Like, 
Tyra is so, I mean, Buster is so believable as the producer and the boss that he's like, oh, Michael. Michael's like, yes, I will leave. And I'm thinking maybe he thinks, oh, I'll go kill Nora, um, which I assume is what he goes and does. So Jim and Donna the redhead go to leave the bunker. Jim goes up angry, but Donna's like, wait a second. And she notices like, Jim, you got to see this. He moves, she moves some rubble and this is where stupid gets even stupider. She finds an underground tunnel. Okay. And, uh, my understanding is, is that, uh, they're saying Michael Myers lived under this tunnel. I know I got ahead of myself, but like, uh, I'm thinking this is not part of what they created. So, um, she's talking to Buster Rhymes through the camera. She's like, is this all part of the setup too? She thinks there's props. And we see a bed with a doll that has nails in it. We see a newspaper article talking about Laurie, Laurie Strode. Uh, and then we see dead rats. And she's like, these are cool props. She touches one and they're not props. They're just, they, they start coming to life. She's like, oh my God. She turns, there's Michael Myers. Uh, and I'm thinking, oh no, this is Busta. And she runs screaming, it's not Busta. The kids, they're watching the party. They think it's part of, the, at the party, they think it's part of the show. They're laughing and having a great old time. And Michael she chases her uh, and she can't, you know, she can't move. So he grabs her and he impales her on a steel rod. And I'm thinking, oh, I guess that is Michael. Because at one point I thought it was Buster Rhymes. I guess that is Michael. And now he's dead. I thought Michael was going to go kill Nora. Maybe he already did. Because now, um, because otherwise, wouldn't she be like, what the hell just happened? Nora would know and maybe call the cops. I don't know what to say, uh, but now Michael's down. He's in the basement, but in the sub-basement, tunnels that all of a sudden exist, and they're saying Michael was living there and, leave, and eating rats, this hidden area under the building. How was it built? Who built it? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. This is just a basic neighborhood. This is so stupid. But we're at kill count six now that Don is dead. Uh, but everyone at the party still thinks it's fake. But Mike is like, no, Mike Miles, the Decker guy, he's like, that just really happened. She was just killed. And he's like, this is real. So we cut over to Jen and Rudy. They're smoking weed. Sarah's looking at something. I don't know what it is. And Michael's just right behind her. She turns and he's still there. He's just right there. She runs screaming. He's here. He's here. He's here. And uh, she's like, uh, I'm sorry, but if you turn, you see Michael still there. I'm like, that has to be Buster Rhymes, right? Because usually Michael ducks out of the way. <laughs> but um, I think it was him. Uh, but Rudy's like, there's nobody here. And suddenly Michael grabs her from behind and Jim, out of nowhere, knocks fake. Oh, it is fake, Michael. He takes the, the leg and he hits him. And Buster goes, whoa, 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 turn off your camera. Turn off your camera. And like, why turn it off, Buster? People like real. And so he's mad at them. He's yelling at them. He's like, um, they realize that this whole thing's been a setup for everything they've seen. I mean, not everything they've seen, but all the things that um, Buster, like all the, the, the weird little props. And Buster's like, nobody wants to just see you looking around on uh, nothing. They want razzle dazzle. Just go along with it. Uh, and he's saying that they're all going to get this robust back-end payment when this is over. And I'm saying, who the hell is going to pay for this? Number one, it's already being aired for free, live. 
what else are you going to do? You're going to package it, put it on VHS or DVD? Like, this is, it's so dumb. And again, he doesn't mention their scholarships. I'd like to know, I'd like to know where these scholarships would come from. But uh, he's like, if you don't mind, I'm going to go scare these mofos, not realizing that the other two people are actually, they're actually dead. And now, uh, now when people see Michael going forward, they're going to assume it might be Freddie or Busta. So the cameras come back on and I'm thinking to myself, did Tyra notice they were, off, we, they were offline? We haven't seen her in like 15 minutes. Uh, and I'm like, oh wait, she's dead, isn't she? She has to be dead. Uh, and I busted turning off the cameras, like all that got picked up live. And I'm thinking if you did get a scholarship, I think they'd be like, uh, where's, where's, we're pulling our, our sponsorship because this is a shitty product you've delivered us. So, excuse me, Jen, um, she goes off and she thinks she hears Bill in the attic. And um, she's like, is Bill, you up there? She pulls down um, the thing and she finds Bill dead. This is Jen. She's screaming, ah, ah. At this point, Rudy and Sarah, they're like, I don't care about the money. They're about to leave. But they hear Jen screaming again. She, They think she's faking. So they go up. They're like, come on, you're faking. And then uh, Michael walks out. They think it's Freddy. Buster Rhymes again. And Michael takes his knife. He goes, no, it's really me, Michael Myers. Cuts off her head in one felt swoop. The head rattles down the stairs. We're now at a kill count seven, okay? And we're just past the hour point. So we're at the point in the movie where it's plot point two. And plot point two is now we know there's a real killer in the house. Everyone knows. All bets are off. It's not, we're not having fun and playing around anymore. Where it is time to uh, to run for our lives, and I wrote down, "Thank God, there's only twenty one minutes left until the closing credits." So um, the party goers are like, "How they do that?" And Miles is convinced; he's the only one who's like, "This is real." So he goes to call nine one one in the house. Um, Rudy and uh, Sarah and Jim, they're all trying to figure out how to leave. All the doors are locked because, of course, that lawsuit that the dangertainment is ripe for, uh, negligence. Uh, Michael goes to stab Jim with a knife, but misses. And then he grabs his head and he's like, and he squeezes him. Boom. Jim's dead. Kill count eight. And if I feel like I'm rushing, it's because I want this movie to be over. So... After she kills Jim, he turns and looks at Sarah, and we see a nice shot of both his beautiful eyes. And I'm thinking, didn't he get stabbed with a uh, a hanger in the original? They're just ignoring that too. So there are four people left, and it's um. Well, I I think there are four people left. I should say, uh, Rudy, Sarah, Freddie, and and Nora, Busta, and Tyra. My thing, my thinking at this point is that Rudy and Sarah make it out alive and Freddie and Nora get their shows and their lives canceled. Boom. So Sarah runs upstairs because whenever in doubt, always run upstairs. Uh, Michael rips the knife back from the wall and you get a a giant, which I always hate, is always dumb. Uh, But Rudy distracts Michael while uh, Sarah runs upstairs and he's like taunting him, talking about food. He takes the fennel and throws it in his eyes like, ha, fennel. Dumb. Um, Michael grabs him, picks him up, stabs him, fing, 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 three times. And he's just hanging there by the wall. Rudy's dead. 
boom, now we're down to three people, uh, Sarah, Busta, and Tyra. So Sarah's now yelling directly into the camera, Decker, Decker, are you there? Please help, please help. Um, and I wrote down, where is Tyra Banks? She has to be dead at this point. I don't want to spoil things, but I think we know what happened. So now Deckard is texting her back. I don't know how they're doing this, um, but he's texting her updates of where Michael Myers is, is in the house, giving her like a leg up. And all the people in the party are screaming like, no, do this, do that. Again, I thought that was kind of fun. That was like the better part, the idea. I don't hate the idea, complete idea of this movie, but the execution is horrible. Uh, so he tells her, Michael's in the hallway. Be quiet. Try the window. Uh, Michael looks right into, oh, he looks into the camera, the dead Bill had hanging upside down. I don't know why that's it. That happens. So she gets outside. She goes on the roof. Michael breaks into the room, heads to the window. And, um, oh, when he sticks his head out, Sarah kicks him right through the, right in the head. She climbs up higher up there on the roof. The cameraman's dead. I don't know how Michael got him up there. It really we we know he's like a um American ninja warrior because the way he lowers himself, he's definitely into parkour before parkour was even a thing. So he obviously just jumped up there and um brought the cameraman up there and nobody noticed in broad daylight. Uh Miles tells her, you know, now go in, go back down, because Michael's on the roof, I guess. Uh, and she has to go in, go through the attic, go past Dead Bill. Uh, and Michael finds her, I mean Buster finds her. So Buster's still alive. He's like, everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. We got to get the F out of here. And uh, then all of a sudden, Michael's there and Buster rushes at him and tackles him. Michael then takes him and throws him across the room. And um, David, here it comes. Buster stands up and says, you want to be on Dangertainment? Let's see what you got. And then he starts doing these, he does a karate kick, actually does a fantastic karate kick, but it goes like, like the back, like the bad Kung Fu sound, like, uh, and he lands it. The first one, boom. Second one, not so much. Uh, but Sarah ties a cord around his neck and he tosses her aside, but Buster lures him away. Um, I'm thinking, wait, somehow it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work for Rudy, so I don't know if it's going to work out for him. Then he starts making more karate sounds. I actually took a screenshot, and the the closed captioning, I will tweet this out, the closed captioning from, from uh, Paramount Plus says, making kung fu noises. And he's like, like just all the, and I'm thinking to myself, did Busta say, oh, I'll be in this movie, but I have to do my Kung Fu. And I don't know if I said that already. I have to do my Kung Fu uh, uh, noises because they're, they're going to be amazing. They will scare the shit out of Michael Myers. So um, he kicks him. He, he does it. He works. He kicks him out the window. And I'm, and I'm like, am I seeing this? Did this actually happen? Michael is now hanging out the window. Now, Miles called the cops like 20 minutes ago. No one's coming up. He's hanging there. And... Um, I guess it was like a phone cord because whatever it was, it held really strong. And you see Michael's feet shaking, which is like, you see that in movies, you're thinking, oh, he's being hung. Um, but he's got a knife in his hand. Why doesn't he just cut the rope and boom? There's, there is a cool shot of below him showing him kind of hanging down. Uh, so Busta 
comes in and he tells Sarah about the, this room they found, and they think maybe he's been living under the house for 20 years. That's the stupidest effing thing I've ever heard. So they're just going to say Michael went back to his house, went into a hidden room, which was, in, was off a basement that they built. Right? I don't know. This is so stupid. Uh, and then um, he's like, then a few years ago, he decided to go visit the nurse from the last movie to get Laurie's file. Oh, that's what I wrote. Uh, and just keep, I just said, just keep adding dumb shit on top of it. Add it. Boom, boom. And he swear, he's like, I swear, I have no idea. And then Sarah's little palm pilot, a message pops on and said, he's still alive. They look out and they see he did cut the, the cable. Uh, and I'm thinking, well, why you didn't see that? He was right there. Then Buster is standing right by a window, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, Michael's going to jump through the window like Jason Voorhees and pull him back. That didn't happen at all. Uh, he just he just shows up. He's like, hi, I'm Michael Myers, and I will stab you now. Boom, stabs Buster, who falls and looks like he might be dead, even though he, well, spoiler alert, Buster survives. Uh, but he yells, run! So Sarah runs, but she can't get out. She finds Rudy dead, and then she runs into the basement, then into the sub-basement. Then in, uh, she's in the Michael Myers catacombs that somehow the city allows. She finds dead Donna, and somehow she makes her way out through another sewer that ends ex exits to a shed. And the shed is like, she's like, whoa, there's all this blood in here. And we see Tyra, and there's Tyra uh, hanging there, dead. Um, and I'm thinking, Tyra, you, you deserve better than this. Uh, you're in the movie for like five minutes and I hope you got paid well. Um, I hope most of the budget went to you because then she just did. Like she was not given much to do in this movie. So she hides in a closet. Michael Myers comes in and she jumps out with a chainsaw. She's like, yeah, and she goes to stab him, but she also hits some wires and she sparks a flame and there was some gas on the ground. I forgot to mention that. Uh, and all of a sudden we get uh, this, this fire then we get an explosion. Uh, it's all stupid. Uh, Sarah can't get up because there's all this equipment on her. So Michaels comes over. He's like, I'm going to kill you now. Buster Rhymes comes in one more time. He says, trick or treat, mother effa. I, see, I didn't want to say it. Um, of course, I've heard this line for years. And um, this is the first time I've actually experienced it with the film. And it's as bad as you think it would be. Um, but of course, he's. I, I thought... You know, I've heard this for years and I didn't hear it yet. So he had to be alive for a chance to actually say it. He hits Michael Myers with an axe. Then um, he starts swinging it around like the Beastmaster. Michael's about to stab him again, but um, knocks him down. Buster grabs some plugs off some equipment and then he literally shocks Michael's testes. He just puts it right on his groin. I'm thinking, what? It's, there's a zap, like a zappa-tappa. He goes, oh. And, um, it almost sounds like Michael makes some sort of a sound. He's like, oh, and he falls back and his arms are in like some kind of wires. I don't know why there's all these hanging wires in this uh, house, but there are. And he gets electrocuted and Bus is like, burn, mother effa. And we see a camera catching him in his flames and he's burning, overtaking him. And then the cops arrive. Okay, great timing, boys. So Busta and Sarah go outside. Sarah looks at her little palm pile. She sees, you're alive. And my, she's looking around for Miles. I thought he'd show up and be like, hi, I'm here. You saved me. You're younger than I thought. I love you. Nope. He just says, we can see you on the news. So 
I guess that's the end of that. Then the press show up and they want to know what happened with Michael Myers and what happened to Michael Myers. And she looks into the camera and says, thank you, Deckard. You saved my life. And over at the party, everyone's congratulating him. Like you did it. Uh, and, um, she's like, now that it's over, she goes, what makes you think it's over? And then Buster, Buster Rhymes is like, no more cameras. Dangertainment is off the air. And um, he's like, why don't you all show some respect? And like, now he cares? You locked them all in this home. If you just left the doors unlocked, some of them might have been alive, might have stayed alive. Uh, and I don't even care about what, Michael My- what Buster Rhymes says here. I wrote down, he gives a terrible monologue about what Michael Myers is. And um, they're like, but how are you feeling right now? He's like, how am I feeling? Feel this. And then he pushes the camera away. And I'm like, this is, this is awful. Why have I chosen to watch this? What have I done to myself? Uh, so we see firefighters rolling out a body bag. And Sarah says, I want to see his face. He's like, ma'am, I warn you, it's not a pretty sight. He unzips it, but we don't quite see anything. And I'm thinking, what are they hiding? They took the mask off. They didn't take the mask off. Uh, but like Buster just looks at him and says, he calls him a chicken, chicken fried mother ever. May he never rest in peace. And uh, we never see them again. They're gone. We now see the body getting more, getting rolled into the morgue. Uh, and the guy's like, hey, you got a celebrity. He's like, oh yeah, really? The mortician's, uh, you know, like, what, what do I got? And he tells her, it's Michael Myers. She's like, what? Huh? And she seems really nervous. Uh, She walks over and she opens the body bag. She zips back and he still has the mask on. But I'm thinking, okay, it got melted on. It got caked on. So maybe not as bad. Uh, She goes to take the mask off and his eyes open. And then that's the end. Fade to black. Credits roll. Um, This is what I wrote. What a truly shitty movie, but it's over. None of what I have watched since the first movie matters anymore going forward, but I'm glad I saw this only so that now I can say that it is as bad as I have always been told. That's where I end my notes. And um, yeah, yeah, it happened. Halloween Resurrection. Uh, I know the next, well, I mean, we're done with the, I call it the original universe, even though it's not. It's like the second or third reboot. It's this, the first six are together, we'll say. They're, they're trying to build off something. These last two, you know, skipped a bunch. Uh, these next two are their own thing. And then the final three skipped everything from one, for after one. Uh, so I feel like this is the end of act one almost though, even though it's its own thing, it still kind of feels like, you know, Halloween eight. Uh, but next week, oh boy, next week we're going into a darker world, into a more vicious world, into a less fun world, I think. But I remember kind of liking this first one. Uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween. I, I think I enjoyed it. I was very much looking forward to it because I thought Rob Zombie, you know, was a pretty good f- film director. He's very artistic. He's got a good vision, stylized, stylistic. Um, 
I it was a couple of years before. When did I, no? I had already, I had already seen him at Ozfest in two thousand five. So and I mean you know I like some of his music. Um, I like some of his movies. Some I've never seen. You know I've talked about the movies I've never seen. I've never seen Halloween two, and Dave and my brother Sean have just told me how bad and get it, it is just it is garbage and i'm looking forward to kind of again i'm going in though with that preconceived notion now i was going into this movie with that preconceived notion and everything panned out exactly the way i was told maybe even worse uh so i'm looking forward i'm going to go into that movie with an open open mind and see where it takes us or where it takes me probably uh to like you know garbageville but um We'll see. That's 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 a couple weeks away. Next week, we'll be discussing uh, the first of the two uh, Rob Zombie Halloween movies, and I believe this one is available to for free to watch on Pluto or Tubi. One of those uh, with ads, but I don't care. Give me ads. I'm not paying for that movie. If there's a free version, you know, I don't think it's going to be edited. They don't edit. But um, if I have to deal with the ads, I have to deal with the ads. I'm looking at a screenshot of the the eyes at the end of Halloween uh, Resurrection, and it's just like I can't look away from it. Um, so I'm I'm gonna stop now. Look at that. I've talked to you for an hour and a half, and I didn't finish the beer. So let's get that out of the way. I have to tell you though, maybe it, maybe the maybe the beer got weaker. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a lightweight and I like weak things. That wasn't that bad, um, but you know, if there if there's ever a movie that's going to make me drink, it's the one I just watched. So my friends, thank you so much for watching this, for um, listening to this, for subscribing, um, for following, for comments. I appreciate all the comments that I've been getting on the YouTube channel. Uh, let me, if you, if you're not familiar, go to fansnotexperts.com slash, uh, YouTube, and that'll bring you to our YouTube channel. There's a whole playlist just for, um, this podcast. So you can follow along with that playlist. Uh, and it's fun cause I'm getting like actual people are leaving comments. Um, James Moran talked about, uh, in the last movie is for H2O. It's a good sequel. Um, it, you know, it, it felt like a sequel to one and two and the changing of the mass was distracting. And I didn't like Chris Durant as Michael Myers. Well, I don't, it's a different guy then, right? This time around. I don't, I don't like, I don't like either of them, uh, in the last, this, this one or the last one. Um, but yeah, he talked about John Carpenter. I, I mentioned it last time was, was, uh, Offered ten or wanted ten million dollars and said, "No, we're not giving you that." So he's like, well, "I'm not, I'm not directing it." Uh, so thanks, James Morant, for um, listening and watching these long videos about some questionable horror movies. Uh, you can find slash. I don't know why I'm talking like Christopher Walken all of a sudden. You can find slash on uh, Insta on Instagram. No, you can't. You can find Slash on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That one whole beer is driving me cuckoo. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Pandora. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can subscribe to Slash, a horror movie podcast. 
Um, you can find everything we do at fans.experts.com. You can find the show on Twitter at slash horror. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at geek mentality. Uh, just to give you a quick update, Geek Mentality, I host many other podcasts. I host a podcast called The Mandalorian Man, where I cover all the Disney Plus Star Wars shows. That's going to be coming back soon with the new episodes of The Mandalorian. I also do a podcast called Geek Mentality, and uh, there's a special starting March 1st if you're fans of Back to the Future, and you may see some of those Back to the Future videos on Fans Not Experts' YouTube channel. If you're on this channel, check those out. Uh, for the last two years, I've watched Back to the Future uh, and Back to the Future 2. Uh, and this year, I'll be watching Back to the Future 3 for 31 days in a row. Not all three movies. I'm just watching Back to the Future 3 this year. It's called Marchie McFly. This is the third year. Obviously, three movies, three years. Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 2 was last year. And this year, I'll be watching Back to the Future 3 and podcasting about Back to the Future 3 for 31 straight days, starting March first so march is going to be a be a busy busy month plus there'll be new episodes coming here i do i'll be doing episodes of mandalorian man i'll be doing episodes of fine movies fine spirits with my friends where we talk about movies we've talked about halloween on that podcast uh so i pretty much uh work walk my dog spend time with my wife and podcast those those are the things i do uh and i hope that you enjoy it and i hope you keep coming back for more every single week so that's it. I'm done. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. I want to get ready for bed. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing. And uh, that's it. Until next Friday, my friends. Remember, it's fun to be scared. Whee! Fans not experts.